Hello, Prem de la Prem. This is Andrew, the engineer Samora, invited back to wish you all a very good upcoming Premier League season. I know that podcast season is year-round, and by the looks of things, soccer season is year-round as well, from an August to May schedule, with a quick break for the World Cup, I suppose. But I am tremendously excited for this upcoming season. In fact, I have re-listened to my original interview just to pump me up. Episode 8, Hot Mike. Check it out. Download it. Subscribe. Follow these guys on Instagram. Patrick and James know how to run a conversation about football. And I'm actually getting more and more into it. I just found out Leicester City, 250 to 1 odds to win the Premier League Championship this year. Patrick's Arsenal, 20 to 1 odds. James's Manchester United, 16 to 1 odds. Liverpool really is the only team that has a chance to knock off Manchester City. They're at 340 plus 345 to 1 odds. And Manchester City is the clear favorite to win it all. Another clear favorite to win it all. Los Angeles Football Club. They are running away with it here in America. They've played 22 games, 15 wins, only three losses, and they are the clear-cut favorites to win the MLS championship. But back to England and back to the Premier League. 212 territories, 643 million homes, 4.7 billion viewers worldwide. This is going to be a great season, and I can't wait to see what we have in store for all you listeners here. Take care, have fun, and I can't wait to see you again soon. God bless. And with that Gettysburgian address from Andy, we'd like to welcome you all back to Prem Dual Prem. We are so excited to be kicking off Season 2 of the podcast with you guys. The Roundtable Series is in the rearview mirror, and we are ready to start talking matches because the Premier League is back. Mm. The season's back, we're back, and my co-host, lead producer, and ad-lib expert, Patrick Crowley, is back as well. Thrilled to be here. You should, you should know just how thrilled I am. I'm over the moon, James. Oh, I mean, what a contrasting week. You know, really? So many different emotions. Yeah. So many different emotions. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, we're going to enforce the shot collar. We're going to keep it in full effect. Mm. But uh, if you guys liked our roundtable series guests that we had over the summer, don't worry. They'll be back on the cast before you know it. Um, we actually signed them into contracts, so they're obligated to come back at least two or three times. Yeah, Carl's the only person we didn't need to sign. He's, he's We know he's around. Yeah, I think he just lives in the basement. <laughs> he's always five minutes away from your house. <laughs> but he's never on time. That's right. But for now, you're stuck with the two of us. We're here to rant. As per usual, Let's but we're it. keeping a little more structured. So tighten up, tighten up. We're gonna keep it tight. Mm. Here's a little rundown for how we're gonna do it for you guys today. Hit them. It is the eve of the Premiership kicking off. Uh, we got Liverpool Norwich first off, and then we fly into a, a full weekend of fixtures. So to kick it off for you guys, we're gonna go through the wildness that was the transfer deadline saga. How all the teams netted out with their ins and outs. We're gonna take it to uh, a well-ran segment. Ruin your, you ruin your credentials, where we go through Norwich, Sheffield, Aston Villa, talk about what we know and don't know about these, these, uh, these fun folks. We're going to talk VAR, as per usual. We're going to do our top six and bottom three predictions. We heard it from the guests, but uh, not so much from the horse's mouth just quite yet. And then we're going to get into our three spicy, medium, mild takes for the season, get a flavor for how we're seeing this panning out. And then we're going to go into a new segment that I won't reveal quite yet, because I think you're all going to love it. Can't wait. All right. Mr. Crowley wearing your Arsenal shirt. You want yep. to talk to us about uh, how Arsenal did in that transfer in that transfer? Yeah, for, the pe- for people at home, I got the Visit Rwanda, Visit Rwanda on Ray jersey on. Uh, it's a classic. Rare. It's, a, it's, it's a tough one to get your, get your hands on. It's um, a mismatch of timing of jerseys and, and name. But. It is what it is, but right now, I've, I, I don't think I've ever had more pride. And in, in being an Arsenal fan than I do right now. Mm. You, you talk about uh, what they were able to do this window. I think that they, whether or not it's the perfect fit, whether or not it's the best fit, whether or not it's a long fit, I think they made an attempt to address every single one of their needs. I think they did that. Um, biggest spenders in the Premier League, albeit in installments, they were the biggest Who spenders. saw that come? After, I mean, they spent $156 million on a $40 million budget. So what happened is a gamesmanship. 
Uh, I mean, I think really big shout out to uh, the backroom staff. Uh, there was a changing of the guard this year. This was their first summer window. I think you got to give a big shout out to um, Raul and his team. Uh, he is a legend on the the the, the, the Gooner subreddit. But uh, no, I, I there's not a person that came in that I'm not thrilled about. And then Saliba yeah. next year. I, well, let's take it through back to front. Pepe uh, from the big names. Uh, yeah. You got Pepe, who's going to link up with Obama Young and Lacazette sure. up front, presumably. Very exciting. Danny Ceballos in the midfield, uh, and then the final day, uh, the final day players to come in that really just set it over the edge were Tierney at left back, David Luiz from Chelsea coming Love in it. center back, dropping into that defense, uh, which was the butt of the joke as we were going into the season, and then how quickly things changed. Tierney was kind of cooked up for a little while, but David Luiz yeah. was from the top row. Yeah, th- no one expected David Luiz. There was a whole bunch of people we were linked with, and I believe it was somewhere in the five to ten million pound range, which I think is great business. Uh, you sold Koscielny for I think five million, and you get he was thirty three. You get a thirty two year old David Luiz in for about the same. That's a swap I take any day of the week if you mm-hmm. look at it from that perspective. Tierney, one for the future, twenty twenty one years old. Hopefully he pans out. Um, you know, you never you never never too sure, but I mean he's I think Celtics. Biggest biggest mm-hmm. transfer ever, um, and you know, so it, it's very positive. You left out Gabriel uh, Martinelli, which is going to be one of those young guys competing for time in uh, the the late great Awobi's departure. Do you think he'll get uh, minutes? I think that there's going to be healthy competition between him, Saka, Emil Smith Rowe, and Nelson. I think Nelson's at the top of that pecking order. Martinelli in behind, and then Emil Smith Rowe and. Um, Saka a little bit further behind, and I think that there will be some loans. I'm sure. Yeah, and Ketcher was loaned out to Leeds. He's wearing the number 14 there. He's going to be getting some solid minutes. I'm excited for that. Excited for his growth. Uh, I mean, I think I don't know as an Arsenal fan if I could have asked for more. I think we've also been tempered with so many disappointing windows that, you know, he, sure, like there, you could have done better. But I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon, James. Like I got high expectations. Um, I think it's a great time to be an Arsenal fan. I think you have reasons to have expectations sure. and optimism going into the season, that always makes it a little bit better when February rolls around. And you March have rolls around. You have a dirty smile on your face right now. You have no idea how high I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the one more thing I'll touch on is maybe David Luiz isn't the ideal center back who would who would pan out for Arsenal, but you have Saliba who will come back the following season after his loan. Yeah. So short term gamble. Yeah, and I, I honestly I don't even think it's a gamble. Like, I mean, I think he's got well, less, less... Anytime he's on the field, it's a gamble. Yeah, I think he's got far less blunders in than Mustafi, and he's class. <laughs> Your tune has changed since he's changed college. That's not true. Go back to Carl's first episode. I backed him on David Luiz being world-class. I said that when he, he oscillates between world-class and Sunday League. Mustafi right. oscillates between Sunday League and an excuse of a World Cup winner. <laughs> he's not world-class. Let's not be mistaken. So However, the former oscillation is where we want to be. Right. Yeah, of course. But, you know, again, it's a, it's a potential short-term fit. Uh, he led the Premier League in through balls last season. Of all players, there were only three players that, like, basically you cut his through balls in half, he would have been fifth in the Premier League. Yeah. He was absolutely phenomenal at that. With the pace of Pepe and Aubameyang, I'm, I'm very excited to see him get in. Again, I, do, I still think you're going to see fireworks. I still think you're going to see goals. But I think it is a more solid defense than we were looking at a week ago. And, and I'm excited. But you said you are going to put the shot collar on. Hey. I, I think I did well. You did it. Yeah, I don't know how many minutes that span just talking about Arsenal, but it's all time for, for us. Right. So, credit to you. And, and all-time window has got to be up there for Arsenal, I really do think. Well, let's bring it back around after this Newcastle game, and if it's a, if oh, it's a loss. Oh, James, I'm, I'm ripe for disappointment. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out just how ripe in my top six predictions. Well, let's cap it there and move on to some other teams yes. who uh, are either in good shape or did some good dealing, so we're not going to talk about United just yet. We'll bring it over to Man City. Okay. Uh, they did some smart business. Obviously, we talked about it on the uh, roundtable, bringing in Rodri, and then more recently, Joao Cancelo, who replaced Danilo as, I guess, the thing about City and Liverpool that I'm realizing is they're filling competition roles. Is Cancelo going to um, oust Kyle Walker from right back? Maybe not, but Pep's system breed competition for these for these different positions around the field. And uh, I, I don't know if I'm missing another high-profile signing, but I think that was pretty much it for City. Oh, uh, Scott Carson, third-string goalkeeper. Wow. <laughs> How did I forget that one? Uh, yeah, I mean, but again, what did they need to do? They didn't need to do much. I mean, the big loss there, of course, they were looking to get um, some money for 
uh, Sané. They don't need money. Well, he, but uh, he tore his ACL, yeah, right? Yeah. Or partially tore. He's going to be out for a period of time. I don't expect him to be an impact on City's team. They don't necessarily need it. Bernardo Silva's He's literally growth. not going anywhere. Yeah. Ah, he's he's bedridden. Some say it was convenient. Yo, best wishes. Best wishes. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Wouldn't wish that on anyone. Yeah, maybe City, though. Anyway, Rodrian <laughs> is big. Um, but they're... Yeah, their their depth is incredible. Like they just broke the record for a fullback. I think he spent like two hundred million pounds on yeah. fullbacks and since since he's been there. Pep, it's just insane. I mean, but they're, they're I mean their squads. There's wh- where's the weak point? Well, we maybe touched left on, back. We touched on this in the, in is the that cast. Zinchenko's who's that good? who's replacing know. company? You know, because we've got. Do you Laporte? slot Walker in? It's maybe as, a, as the British fan. He yeah, played I mean, center back in, in England, a three. Can he play in a two? Yeah, in England in the England system, he did that. It's it's Laporte and who else? So I think it's going to be Stones competing with I guess Otamendi, and then maybe yeah. maybe Walker does a job. Yeah, and in you there. can see a, a record transfer fee in the winter too. If it's if it's if it is a problem, right. you know. So, but slap, they're good enough; they can give up goals. Right. Well, yeah, let's be real. Crowley's classroom. Let's slap a grade on it because I'm um, assuming Arsenal was an A plus. Arsenal's an A plus. I'm going to give City a B plus, um, just because. There were a lot of center backs out there, and I think they could have shored up there. They didn't really have anything else to do, I don't think. What, uh, what else was there for them to do? Coming from someone who studies under the Ed Woodward School of Business, they don't panic buy, and they don't overpay. And yeah. I think that's something that Guardiola is actually yeah. really proud of. I remember Klopp called him on it, and he said, whoa, hang on a sec, check the record. When we do splash the cash, it's for good reason, and we don't do it often. So right. I do I do have a profound respect for that. Yeah. Uh, he spent a lot of money. I saw some today on uh, Reddit. I think that Pep spent like 1.3 billion dollars in transfer in like in his career, and he spent 600 million on fullbacks or on defenders rather. So there, he's not afraid to spend. And that I mean that's a larger how good is Pep's debate. You know, if you mm-hmm. really want to dive into that, but that's for another time. B plus for me, Crowley's classroom, and you nailed it. Arsenal, A plus. Um, what else would it be from you, right? Right, do you want to do you want to hop across town, or do you want to get? No, where do you no, want to no, go? no, no, no. Oh, let's go. Let's oh, go down the table. I had to get into Arsenal because I saw you grinning. It, yeah. it, it just shot me right in there. But We're let's marinating. talk Liverpool. Let's talk Liverpool. Yeah. Um, From memory, we got a backup keeper in the form of Adrian. Liverpool is in such a good place; they are replacing their backup keeper, Mignolet out. Yeah, gone, and they're bringing in Adrian, who, from memories of West Ham and, and beyond, is responsible backup keeper. Fu- no, yeah, yeah no, who cares? Fine, fine. And then Harvey Elliott, who had some problematic social media presence yeah. as a sixteen-year-old teenager. That's all I know. I don't even know where he plays. All I know is it's fine. Yeah, I mean, but they didn't lose really any contributor. So, the, yeah, I mean, they lost players. They lost players that Liverpool you'd, you'd expect to see in the bench, but you're. The Liverpool we saw last year is Liverpool we're going to see this year. There's no impact in, there's no impact out. And it's expected to be a better team. And yeah. as a United fan, I'm jealous of the amount of names that have the word released next to them. Yeah. When we're looking at the transfers in and out. Moreno released. Sturridge released. Uh, the ginger legend, Adam Bogdan and goal released. Yeah, bless them. So. Uh, I'm going to give them a uh, F- minus on their transfer work. Whoa! F-. minus. So here's my thing with Liverpool. We had them on the podcast. Depth was the problem. Did they address it? No. Like, did somebody tell them they had a transfer ban? Chelsea spent more than them, and they were on a ban. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's a horrible wonder for Liverpool. I don't. I think guess they when you're grading strictly transfers, F minus. I'm, gla- I'm Could grading. Could not have been worse. I'm grading the transfer window. Okay, I'll, you know what? Actually, I'm going to bump it up to an F plus. I'm going to bump it up to an F plus just for the confidence. All right, that's respectable. Yeah, it's like when you turn in a paper that you know you failed, but you're smiling at the teacher. You bump you go from F minus to F plus. F. Yeah. Plus, keep your chin up. And here, this isn't to say that I don't think Liverpool is going to be competitive. I just think that you look at your competition. They're buying Cancelo when they have Kyle Walker. You got to do something. What is Liverpool's contingency plan? I'm telling you, it's not as good as City's. Mm. And every team needs a contingency plan. Well, from the lack of, of times they showed up in the gossip column, they weren't even bothered. It's not like they no. were trying and failing. No. And they so, also had an underwhelming preseason, which I don't like to read too much into. Mm-hmm. But... You'd th- I mean, and, and maybe that's just the confidence they have. But like, if they get if they get a slow start out of the gate, I think you should be asking questions about this transfer. Right. I do. Liverpool, you heard it here first. F plus. F plus. So get out of my classroom, but walk with your head held high. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you in summer school, kid. Slap on the ass. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not much. How much can we talk about this? Not too much. I I I think they did a good job of. It's like an all your favorites are back. In, yeah. in, as far as loanies returning, I'm gonna give them um, a D minus, and here's why. 
They secured Kovacic, which I think was absolutely necessary. You knew Hazard was gone, so they increased their budget for when they're back open. I expect them to spend like crazy when they're back open. Mm-hmm. They did a smart job of securing Pulisic in the winter yeah. and sent him back. So they they don't get points for this window. They get points for selling Hazard. You know, obviously I can't give them a good grade because they didn't show up for class. It's a participation grade, you know? You can't get a good grade. They were caught cheating. Right. I mean, it's like, yeah, they didn't show their work, but they got the right answer. You know, that's so. But but I'm I'm really big on showing your work. Name Ex- a popular queen, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I look. I in in uh, you know, David Luiz out was I think obviously outside of Hazard, really their only um, huge issue. But not a they, huge issue. Ooh, they have enough defensive. They help. seemed so unbothered to get rid of him. I think it was probably just a conversation between David Luiz and Club that he was just done. I think also it might be a commitment towards the future, and they have a lot of younger centre-backs. Lest we forget the last player willingly given from Chelsea to Arsenal was uh, technical director Petr Cech. Or Arsene Wenger signed Cech to send him back as technical director to, to send David oh! Luiz back. Gazoomed. That's 40 chess. Can we yeah. get Wenger on the phone? Yeah, we'll talk to him. But I do want to mention um, sending out... Um, like They did really good business to get rid of Murata and uh, Hazard for those fees. That is going to serve them well when they can spend again next summer. I trust that Chelsea is going to be one of the most active teams in the Premier League next summer. And also, a uh, small thing, but sending uh, Ethan Ampadu out, getting him some first-team experience mm-hmm. at RP Leipzig. I remember that. You hair. can open up. Yeah, you, I mean, you're, you're, you're building towards the future, and I think Chelsea are, mm-hmm. have been smart in that regard. I'm actually going to bump it up to a C+. I've talked myself into a yeah, C+. Here. I was going to say, you're, you're working in that direction. Yeah. Yeah, respectable for Chelsea, a team that couldn't do too much in the transfer window. Yeah. All right, let's not let get let's not let bias get in the way. Let's talk Spurs. Spurs, I'm giving uh, an A minus. Yeah, I'm giving an A minus. I mean, you've got to you got to call it how it is. And Don Bailey in Lacelso in on loan, a shrewd signing. Cessignon uh, to provide depth at left back. Jack Clark, a youngster in from Leeds, did not lose any of their major assets. And again, Trippier does not count. Yeah, Trippier counts as it. it oh, it's... Vincent Janssen. I see. I didn't even know. Yeah, I mean. Oh, pour one out. Yeah, Naughty. We're gonna, we're gonna have to shout talk. out Mark. Yeah, sorry, Mark. I mean, if he comes good at CF Monterey or wherever he's playing these days, <laughs> good luck <laughs> out in Mexico. Yeah, uh, but no. In any case, look, I'm not gonna let the bias get in the way yet. Check me in the top six predictions, but they they didn't. We told we talked about it. They just needed to retain. They just need to retain their assets. Erickson might be out, but it looks like they have the short term replacement in uh, Lacelso. Yeah. So. I think I mean if I'm a Spurs fan, I'm I'm very pleased. I'm very pleased. A I minus. Mean, I think that um, the only thing that would have me nervous is Kane's health. Mm-hmm. They don't really have anything. I believe. Kind of. I mean, I guess they did keep whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can't even remember. So I guess he's not that good. Yeah. So, Lorente. Or did he go out? Uh, he's a free agent. United was linked with him. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Well, they might get him still. Build a young core. And that was a, a young British core. Yeah. Lorente at 34 from Spain. And a perfect transition. Oh, damn. Houston, to Old Trafford. We have a problem. It's, it's funny how the United subreddit can go from hopeful to Woodward out in 24 hours. Because when, it, when the transfer deadline slammed shut and it dawned on us that our squad was our squad... It got volatile real quickly. Can Woodward even go out? Uh, no, it's his choice. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really <laughs> up to him. So we can do whatever we want. Uh, we are a bad game away from, from some yeah. really... The shrewd, <laughs> the shrewd negotiator. Some really concerning things happening at yeah. Old Trafford. But Said no to $80 million in May. Said yes. A week of the, <laughs> week of the deadline. I'm going to start with the positives. Yeah, hit me. I'm a pessimistic United fan. I'm going to let you, you take this that. one and then I'll hit you with my yeah. grade. Okay, because it is Crowley's classroom. But uh, I'm a substitute teacher right now. So yeah. I Juan, still hold the grade. Juan Basaka, Maguire, defense solved. I think face value, our starting defense goalkeeper combo, one of the best in the league. I think that is solved. Uh, Daniel James coming in as a young right winger is a, a healthy punt on a player who could turn out to be good. Right. I think we are At a position of need as well. What's up? At a position of need. Uh, he's not necessarily even a right winger, so oh. I can't even give him that. Oh, okay. I can't even give him that. Oh, right. He can play right winger. It's not like he's a, uh, you know, a, maybe I'll a give, by trade. Yeah, there. maybe I'll give Ed a call and tell him I can play right winger, too. <laughs> Don't worry, Ed. <laughs> 40 million. Yeah. Um, so, another place I'll give us credit is I am starting to see the vision of the team coming together. It's 
a young core, very young core, mostly English players, players willing to, to play for the badge. I respect that we were not linked with Gareth Bale. We were very quick to shut that down. We turned down a James Rodriguez move. Um, Dybala, for whatever reason, I, we didn't we didn't give in to his ridiculous wage demands. He, it never seemed like he wanted to play there. That's about where the positives end. We didn't go out and address a problem in midfield. We've lost Herrera. People are saying we've lost Fellaini. Like, that's an important chip that we've given away, and that's saying something. I'll tell it like it is. We are a Pogba injury or tantrum away from being a very, very average team. And that scares the hell out of me Yeah, going into the season. I think it's all fine and good to say, look at Mason Greenwood. Look at Garner. Look at Angel Gomez. Look at Chong. Look at these really amazing players. It's unfair to pull them into that starting spotlight position and you're not even strengthening a squad around yeah. them. that was not the ferguson way it was it was core it was bringing in players from the core and surrounding them with star talent to bring those players up and we're just forgetting that second part and with that i'll give them a grade and that's d plus d plus wow you're harsher than i'm gonna be uh, I'm giving them a C plus, same grade as Chelsea, and I'll see if I change my grade like I did with Chelsea. We got the same grade as the team of the transfer ban, <laughs> right? But they started lower, so they're like, you know, right. get, they they got the bonus question right. Am I being too harsh? I think so, and here's why: you solved, I think, the most important problem, which is stability and control. You put them. Mm, uh, okay, hear me out on this. Okay. You didn't have control of the back line, so when things got bad, they went worse. What United didn't have was a switch to stop the flood. You know, when they were when they were very hot and cold, they would ride their they would ride the wave. When they were scoring goals and they were out running, they were dancing at the Emirates. Everything was cooking. They were they looked like that fun old United team. And then literally the second they hit adversity, shit fell apart. Mm. And so I think what you got, I think that uh, Juan Bissaka, I think is he's 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 my signing of the summer. I, he's he's young. You got him on good wages. You got him on a good fee, and he looks like already he can he can compete at least for the title of best right back in the Premier. People League. are saying he's unproven, and I think that's a little ridiculous. Sure, he's unproven, but he's about to prove to everyone just how good he is. So, I mean, I don't give a shit. He's he's that good. Just watch him. Like yeah. he knows how to play that position. He can defend one on one. I don't know how great he is getting forward, mm-hmm. but you don't really need that. I, I'm glad that you did mention that about your youngsters because I can delude myself into thinking Reese Nelson and Emil Smith Rowe are ready to take that torch. Extremely unfair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think what you have is the same benefit Arsenal has is that you're in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. You can give those kids cracks. You can give those kids real opportunities. And they let's be real, those those kids yeah. won away at PSG yeah. in the Champions League in a knockout stage. They're not nothing, but they will need to show and they will need to And Rashford's out. about to experience what it feels like to be the guy at United. Yeah. And is he ready for that? You know, we'll see. Yeah. And I, I think that you are, are being a little bit harsh on your midfield. If if Pogba is a part of this team and they are I will say, yeah, surrounding I, him, he is world-class. He is, without a doubt, a top-five player in the Premier oh, League on his day the best. And that's what I was saying. He is an injury or a tantrum away from a very average midfield because he's not right. going to be around. However, I think that I think Fred is going to be serviceable this he's year. He's the X factor. I think McTominay is going to grow into a larger role. I think Maddich will likely be out by the end of next season. But I do think that a midfield three of McTominay, Fred, and Pogba has potential. I would stop there. I wouldn't stop at potential. Because there's a lot of unprovens with all three of them despite their class. So I, I think that there's I appreci- positives. I appreciate your optimism. I think you're coming at the place where I was at when we did the Chelsea roundtable. Merely a few days ago. You, you, you've seen how my tone has changed. Yeah. And I think it's the realization with the window shutting that... We have not been as bold as we said we would. And the last thing I'll say about this, forget about players coming in, players leaving. We made a very bold statement that we were going to get rid of the dead wood, have not let a single player go. You mean you wouldn't put Lukaku in that in that bucket? Oh, I mean, if you're considering Lukaku the dead wood in that team, you, you've you got other problems. Who are you talking about then? You're talking about Mata? You're talking about <laughs> Lingard? What are you talking about? No, no, no. Like, look at, I mean, you look at the back. You look at Young. You look at... Darmian, you look at Smalling, you look at Jones. It really, it really does stem from the back, and sure. it's not so much. It's not so much like we have a bloated team with wage. Yeah. It, it's it's just principle of following through on what we said, and sure. that's just what gives me a little concern about. Yeah, but look, I mean, you need squad players, right? You need squad players. I think that United has a very, very serious depth problem, a very similar problem that Chelsea has. Not just Pogba, you know, you're a Wan Bissaka or 
uh, Shaw injury away from Ashley Young being a full-time starter. You are a McGuire or Lindelof injury away from Phil Jones or Chris Smalling or Marcus Rojo because nobody wants him for good. We've lived that life. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you're, your margin for error is small, and you did not increase your margin for error. That's why I can't give you that B. But I think you really, really address some, some serious needs, and you address the needs in the long term. Well, way to be the uh, optimistic United fan for me. And that's yeah. just because you're riding such a high at Arsenal, and I don't appreciate it. Look, I, I cannot be taken down. Stop the tape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll edit that out in post. <laughs> you're giving that a C-plus on United. I am. I don't think it's as bad as people think. I really don't. All right. It's a bet, though. They're making a bet on that squad coming good. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. And I think that's unfair. We'll cap it there. Yeah. <laughs> that was Crowley's Classroom. Let's flip the script. Ruin your credentials. Mr. Crowley, tell me what you know about Norwich. Norwich City. Norwich City. They got um, a yellow and green logo. Um, mm. What mascot? God, I feel like it's like a, a ship or a lion or something like that. It's a bird. Okay, so kind of the hybrid of a ship and a it's lion. Like a ship and a lion. <laughs> Coming together in the form of a pigeon-like creature. Um... <laughs> Well, was it hot in here? <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. We turned the air off, but uh, no, they've um, they had some. I feel like they had some decent runs in the FA Cup recently. Uh, I think they're in the Premier League, just like they three, are in the Premier League. Well, That's... no, but like three, four years ago, I don't think they're so yeah, far removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, God, they had that one guy with that gnarly beard and the hair. He wore number eight for him. Scored a banger against Arsenal. It pissed me off. <laughs> Forget his name. Um, Sleepless nights ever since. No, but they're they're a historic club. Been around since the eighteen hundreds. Um, yeah, that's what I know about them. Love it. I'll balance that with a little bit about what I know. The Canaries. Okay. They are, I guess I would call them a yo-yo team. They bounce back and forth through Premier League. Sure, sure. Never able to string more than two seasons of consolidation before they're back down in the championship. So they're always in and amongst the uh, the Premier League discussion. One of their owners is a celebrity <laughs> chef. So picture like Guy Fieri owning the San Francisco 49ers. Like that's what we're looking at here. Oakland Raiders Her after names. Hard Knocks. Shout out Hard Knocks. Future, oh, true. F- future partner. Yeah, I know. Uh, where are they at? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> owner Delia Smith, you got to look this up offline. Yeah. She does a drunk rant where she comes onto the field because she can just do stuff like that. They're down like one nothing. She goes, we need a 12th man. Where are you? It was all British. Yeah. But she's like, where are you? Let's have it. And there's, it's not even like she's hyping the crowd up. They're like, they're like, uh, what's going on? It's like murmurs of discontent. Okay, so she and I are cut from the same cloth. God forbid I ever own a football club. God that's, forbid. That's what I'll be doing. Except I'll be wearing the armband, cleats, and shin guards at age 56. <laughs> <laughs> are people on the Arsenal subreddit just chirping you out as an owner? Get no. that American shit out of our team. <laughs> I do get called a Yankee every now and again. Mm. Yeah. but I get. How does it feel? Um, It feels actually good because... That guy then gets called a knobhead by all the British guys. And the British guys come to my defense and they say, you support the badge, I don't give a shit. You're what are you up saying to get called out as a Yankee? Are you comparing them to the Orioles? No, no. I mean, it's more just like, you know, when people start... I try to leave my personal experiences out of things and just give my takes. Um, I'll eventually learn to do that on this podcast. But <laughs> when you kind of like imply that you're American, there's somebody that just gets pissed off. Like a localism thing. Okay. And especially we have an American owner that... Hasn't been particularly well received until this season. You know, now I'm putting the dots together. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, to close it out with Norwich City, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up my uh, FIFA 15 career mode with Norwich City. Oh, please do. Brought them to Champions League football and prosperity around a team built around Lucas Podolski and Kaka, and we played a 4-2-4. Wow! And it was the best of times. The 4-2-4 is the ultra-attacking formation when you're down. It's the one you skip past in the in the FIFA formation list when you're like, oh, maybe I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah, yeah, that is the uh, Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Reese Nelson formation that I'll be rocking a lot. That's Norwich City, folks. That's Wonderful. All, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Bring it up at your next party. Sheffield United, have at it. Sheffield. Um, uh, Sheffield. Sheffield, Sheffield, Sheffield United. This we're, one, we're I actually... I don't think I know anything about them. Like anything. Full stop nothing. What kind of kit? I feel like they're kind of like black and red, and I might know that one. I might actually have that one from just being on the Premier League website. Yeah, it's like red and white stripes on the shirt. And black is also in the the look. Okay, great, great. So like... um, Like a Sunderland. Okay, okay. So not... Okay, I was thinking more of a Burnmouth look. 
But not that. No, not that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Sheffield United, another club that has a long history. I actually do, do believe this club won the uh, Premiership before the Premier League, but like long ago that they mm-hmm. were did have some prominence um, in the the mid nineteen hundreds, fifties, sixties, that time. You know, 40s, 50s, 60s. Just any decade that, um, if you could Google this for me, just kind of land on. No, I did. No, they were they were um, they were a club. Yeah. That, yeah. Sheffield United won the original football league in 1898. Nailed it. Nailed it. Congrats. Yeah. Um, I also don't know a whole lot other yeah. than uh, Slabhead's original club. So <laughs> shout out Harry Maguire. <laughs> Slabhead. I know they're the Blades. <laughs> So they got a few swords on their logo. You can actually, um, you can actually have a good time watching them. They have um, Dean Henderson on loan from Manchester United. Future goat. Yeah, yeah. So you can actually enjoy watching them. Um, yeah, uh, Phil Jagielka's back there. Oh, Ravel Morrison was a former United uh, youth player who won the I think youth FA, FA Cup in a team with Pogba and Jesse Lingard. And Ferguson said Morrison was going to be more successful than Pogba. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that... And then the only other, uh, the Sheffield Derby, they call it the Steel Derby because it's a steel town in England, uh, is up against a team, Sheffield Wednesday, which growing up I always thought was hilarious where you just name a team after a day of the week. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's their ambition to play Champions League football. So maybe one day. Right. Sheffield Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yeah. Ruby Tuesdays. Legend has it in three years it'll be called Arsenal Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> Under new ownership. <laughs> Patrick Crowley right. wore the armband. Let's round it 14. out. God, we are we are running behind. Let's round it out, Aston Villa. Oh, Aston Villa. I know about this one. So, Aston Villa is one of the oldest teams in England. Yeah. Um, they were 100% winning shit in the 1800s. I'm actually reading a book, Inverting the Pyramid, by Jonathan Walker. They were one of the first... You've had that on your bookshelf for a couple of years. Yeah, so I recently went... Um, so, I, my bookmark said March of 2016 was when I bought it. That bookmark was on page 11. I am now on page 21. I've completed the first chapter. And they were playing the original pyramid, which was a 2-3-5 formation. Two in the back, three in the midfield, five up front. Holy shit. 2-2-6 two, two, was like the original formation. Okay. And that was more like rugby-based. And so, they were the... They were one of a few teams that adopted that, which carried on for three decades. And then that is my chapter break. And then I'll, t- I'll touch base. Okay, on. you can circle back on that. Yeah, I mean, you guys are going to read this book with me over the next few, or f- three or four years. Uh, but no, in any case, they were in the Premier League not too long ago. I want to say two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Guzan, American, was their goalkeeper. Yeah, uh, when they went down. Peppered with goals. Yeah, he goes to the MLS. They come back. So let's just say the American influence is not good on Ashton Villa. Um, but no, they are a team Riedel that has... as well before him. History right, of American true. Keepers. Yes, that's very, very, very astute, James. Uh, but no, they're they're a club that has a longer Premier League history. I believe that they are top ten in terms of clubs all time in the Premier League table. They've also won the uh, before it was the Champions League, the European Cup. So you could look at them as a cautionary tale of United. Right. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, so that's where your head's at. <clears throat> anyway, um, no, I think that they're a club that I'd like to see stay in the Premier League due to their history. I'd like to see them kind of rise. I don't know who their rivals are. Or who their rivals may have been when they were a little bit more prominent. They're a Birmingham team, so Birmingham City and okay. uh, West Brom and Wolves. They're all around that area. Okay, yeah. nice. So, maybe so they Wolves, re- Wolves Villa will be a fixture fixture this year. Okay, great. Yeah. And I don't believe they actually spent a lot of money in this transfer they window. They did a Fulham. They did a full Fulham. Uh, Tom Heaton from Burnley. Some guy named Marvelous from Club Bruges. Douglas Louise from City. Trezeguet. That can't be the Trezeguet. Um, but in any case, it looks like they're spending close to, you know, 100, 120 million. Oh yeah. So Over I mean, for sure, they're they have ambitions to stay. They net spent more than United. So did Fulham. <laughs> so did Fulham. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I have to add there is uh, Jack Grealish, who you'll see in the Premier League, is touted to be top quality. Um, he's English, so he's got that burden on him. What he, he was also the guy who got socked in the jaw uh, when the fan oh, ran out of the field. You nice. That? Yeah. yeah, I'm glad that guy's in the Premier League now. Good nice. for him. Um, so we'll we'll circle back to him when I when we get to my takes. Of course. That, ladies and gentlemen, was ruin your credentials. How'd we do? Tell us on social media. Yeah, yeah. Tell us. All right. Let's talk VAR. For all the new listeners out there, this is something we've been doing uh, since the inception of the podcast. We get into the rules. We get into things we like and we don't like. And now's a perfect time to start talking about it again because this season in the Premier League, 
VAR is going to be front and center. And by God, do I hate it. And I love it. I want the calls to be right. And that was talking VAR. Yeah. <laughs> we will, we'll have some shit to talk about next no, week. No, I mean, in honesty, it's going to be implemented. When, when you start seeing it get in the way of the highs and lows of emotions of soccer, I think there's going to be calls for change when it goes beyond those black and white. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I think that you've seen it deployed well, and you've just seen seen it deployed poorly. I would say Champions League football last year, it was deployed well. Tottenham's Tottenham's not through to the final without VAR. Yeah, and well, r- rightly so as well. And you've seen it deployed horribly in the Women's World Cup, where they're taking yeah. three penalty kicks because oh. the woman's foot is an inch off the line. That that rule, the Premier League explicitly stated. They're not looking at it. Right. So they're even being a little bit cagey in what they're going to use it so, for. So hopefully it's, so it has a clear this, application. Let's keep this top of mind, and we'll circle back to it when we actually see points of contention. Sure, we'll talk about sure. it. But something that VAR is going to be looking out for, new rules. Let's talk about them. First and foremost, let's get this one out of the way. Our favorite. You can pass to players inside the box from a goal kick. Yeah. Could have saved Petrcek's career. Could have. <laughs> Could have, but good riddance, old helmet head, little secret agent. <laughs> he but, looked looked over to Emery's asking, can I kick it long? And Emery says, no. Yeah, I mean, just like what, just give Pep more tools, I guess. I don't know. I don't get the point. I almost never really got the point of the rule to begin with. The opposing team does still have to stay outside of the 18. Yes. So you really do get a chance to build out of the back if that's what you want to do. Terrifies me with the potential center back pairing of David Luiz and Mustafi, if that ever happens. I think it makes things a little easier because you can just come and collect. Oh, yeah, but then they're just charging forward thinking they have space. I do love it. Yeah. And I think it will most directly affect Arsenal. So, <laughs> Yeah, just see City's percentage of possession is going to mm-hmm. go about 5%. And then uh, on the handball rule, they really clarified things by saying deliberate handball is an offense. Yeah. They did clear up a few things, though, in the box, no, which so, are good. They said deliberate. That that was very tongue in cheek. Uh, deliberate handball is an offense. Accidental handballs uh, can still be called if hand or arm made the body seem unnaturally bigger. Still vague. <laughs> That's vague. Yeah, but there's something about the height of the arm now as well, which would play, which would which would deem the Sissoko handball in the Champions League a handball, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which people didn't love. But I think that part is now clear. I believe if the hand is like raised. If the hand is bracing you on the ground when you're falling or sliding, not a handball. So there's like there, so tell they cleared me how up this... some gray areas. They didn't make it perfect, but they cleared up some gray areas. If you get a uh, if you score a goal mm-hmm. or a ball bounces off your hand and goes into the goal or creates a goal scoring opportunity, that's a handball. Whereas like I think um, but remind me it. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying um, Arsenal probably would have won the league if not for that rule. It was an early yeah, loss. Right. City scored off that in the first game, and I yeah, think it was I all mean, downhill from there. Without so. a doubt. But remind me, does it make any mention of proximity from ball kicked to where the person's standing? Because you think in about a all sense. these. In a vague sense. You think about all these situations where you can have your hands, you're coming down from a jump, and you know, natural jumping position. Yeah. Someone kicks a ball up, a la Sala and Sissoko. Like you could still argue that till the cows come home. Sure, but I mean, I, I guess where what's the like what, what, what's your ideal solution? I mean, it's either it's it's, it's, it's cut off the hands. Yeah. <laughs> either everything's a handball or certain very clear things aren't a handball but then if certain very like there, there's going to be ways mm-hmm. that you can kind of get around the rule like if the hands have to be below the waist people are going to start crabbing around you know so it's just there's going to be ways to exploit the rule however it goes mm-hmm. and so I mean I, I appreciate that they're making an effort we'll see how it plays out alright we'll circle back to it but for right now we let it slide the entire summer. Don't let, time. don't let your United pessimism creep into VAR. Don't don't bring that here. VAR is directly related to our transfer <laughs> business this summer. <laughs> you would have signed Dybala if not for VAR. Woodward got caught up thinking about the players that would fit best in a VAR <laughs> system. He was, uh, until until uh, Wednesday at about midnight, he was just watching watching tape on handballs. And then they said, hey, Ed, window closes tomorrow. Like, well, what? <laughs> What does McGuire want? 80? Yeah, pay that. Is Rooney still available? No! <laughs> what do you mean he played for us? <laughs> Alright, let's get into it. This is the Crowley Burton edition of our top six predictions. You've been waiting for it. And our going down, going down, going down, bottom three predictions. Uh, do you want to do the honors? you want me to go? Sure, I'll do the honors. Um, Why don't you go ahead? 
I'm going to do the Scott Coblin approach. All right, I'll go first. So I've got uh, Liverpool landing in first place because I think it's time to rip the band-aid off. I think it'll help me in an emotional and mental standpoint to just accept that Liverpool with this team will win the title. Why not this season? And what Miguel, Miguel suggested in mm. our Sunday podcast really crept into my brain like an earworm where – I think City's going to really focus on winning the Champions League, and I think Liverpool's going to really focus on winning the Premier League. And And team selection will play that role? Yeah. I think, if any season, why not this season? I've got Liverpool down. I don't want it to happen, for the record. That's where I've got it. Obviously, that puts City in second place because they are untouchable, the two best teams in the league. Uh, I do think Spurs has now cemented themselves as the clear third best team. And I'm looking at your face right now as I say it. No, I knew you. I knew I'm going to repeat that. that again. Cemented themselves as the third best team in the league. Cement. And then, here you go, Arsenal fourth place. Where they belong. Your rightful place. Four. <laughs> looking like a goddamn snack. And then, uh, just because I have to have one over Carl, I'm putting United in fifth and Chelsea in sixth place. Okay, so I, like you, um, did not have any West Hams creep into my top six. I'm going all top That's six. That's reassuring. Yeah, I'm doing all top six sides. Yeah, this season is not that season. Yeah. Yeah, we should have put a little asterisk on the Liverpool podcast that there was a little brief little ruin your credentials segment in there. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to – I was going to take the Scott Coben approach. I'm going to do it still. I'm going six to one. going to skip four, ask you what number I'm on, <laughs> and then say one. So uh, six, I'm going Chelsea. You know, just I don't think that they're, they're – they're, they just have such a small margin for error. I think first team against first team, they're competitive with – not City and Liverpool in the top six, but there's you don't have the depth and the ability to replace that depth. You need all your players to show up. Uh, United, I'm going fifth. I think they're a notch above uh, Chelsea in terms of quality, but I, I don't think that they have that extra thing, and I do think that they're going to hit with some adversity and it's going to have them lose some points. Fourth. You're coming back to that one, right? I'm coming back to it. So third is Arsenal. Uh, I told you this midweek. I told you if Arsenal landed a center back, I would guarantee they finish third. I'm guaranteeing a minimum of third place for Arsenal. I'm not ruling out first or second. Uh, second, I'm going Liverpool. Uh, I don't I don't think that they have the depth to compete with City. I just don't. Uh, I think it's going to be another barn burner. Uh, just to be fully, you know, just to kind of come off the heel approach, I do think that there's going to be at least a 10-point delta between City, Liverpool, and third. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that City wins the league with games in hand. Oh, okay. So not like this most previous season. It, it might be one or two games in hand, but it's not going to be. It's not oh. going to be final match week. So the gap's not closing; it's strengthening. It's increasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I wow. think so. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that kind of spoils it. But Spurs is fourth, and yeah. then first is going to be. The Coldman approach always leaves something to be desired <laughs> with the reveal. Of yeah. Place. What, what number was that? <laughs> <laughs> and in tenth place. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's my top six. Well, that gives us something to go back and forth on, yeah. Liverpool City. You want to point to contention. We have two of them now. I, oh. But I saw the United The, the most contentious episode yet? Yeah, I saw the I United Yeah, well, fifth. I'm giving myself an emotional hedge with Liverpool, so yeah. I've, got something, I've got something in there. And then let's bring it to the bottom three. Why don't you go ahead? 20th, Newcastle. They're a disa- the very bottom. They're a disaster. Yeah. They're a disaster. And, you know, the, the fun part about the Premier League, and I'll say this for some of our new listeners, is... It's not like watching the Orioles play the Tigers. There's stakes at the bottom. The bottom three will get kicked out of the league, lose a ton of revenue. These teams will be fighting for their lives. Um, and Newcastle, I think, is, doesn't have the quality and they have enough t- you know, turmoil that they're going to be in trouble. I'm the first one to laugh at Newcastle fans and the state of the club. This was the first summer where I genuinely felt bad for them because Mike Ashley is well and yeah. truly taking the piss. Yeah, shout out, um, shout out Mark's roommates. Sorry for you guys. Um, just live vicariously through Arsenal this season. It's going to be a hell of a ride. Um, going 19th. Uh, let's go Sheffield. Why not? Um, <laughs> they're just coming up. I don't think they got the quality to stick around. Um, Stumbling upon well-researched takes. <laughs> and then I think... Oh, God. Let's go with... Oh, already got that one. Fuck it. Let's do Southampton. Southampton, I think, is in for a bad season. For the folks at home, he was just scrolling through the list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I, I'll, I rate that. I, th- is, uh, I think Brighton, Brighton is a team that I think is probably going to be on some people's list. I yes. rate Brighton. I think Lewis Dunk is going to be future captain of the Three Lions, and I think 
that uh, Ashton Villa has spent enough and they have the credentials, I think they'll stick Correct. around. Um, in Norwich, I want to stick around. Because I, I like, I, I've learned a lot about him today and I'd like to learn more. I didn't want to toot my own horn on Ruin Your Credentials because the segment was named apropos. But uh, Norwich, I think, scored like a record-breaking amount of goals in the championship and they finished first handedly. And um, I, I am So you think it's a safe, safe bet for them to stay up, you think? Norwich is the arsenal of the championship where they score a lot of goals and they let in a lot of goals. Nice. So, yeah. Get Can't excited wait. for that. Yeah. That's your, that's your uh, secondary team. Yeah. But Southampton is a very hot take because I think a lot of people are pipping them to uh, improve. They brought in, you know, Che Adams, and I think there's a lot of love for their manager, Hassan Huddle. They lost Charlie Austin, though. I, did he go? Yeah, to West Brom. Oh, wow. He went down a league. He went down a league, yeah. yeah. What a shame. Because he's about to bring them up because he knows the future. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there's some contention in there. I, too, have Newcastle <laughs> and Sheffield. Uh, switch the order. I don't think Newcastle's going full-on, like, dive bomb, but I do have them in 19th place, Sheffield 20th place. I just don't think they have the depth or the managerial noose to uh, stay up in the Premier League. But I actually do have Brighton in 18th place. Oh, do. I think just because of the... They've been up two years now. They've been up two years. Yeah. I think the acrimonious nature of um, Chris Hutton getting fired mm. has just really left a bad taste. And lest we forget, they were tanking towards the end of the season and were like saved by the bell. Right. But so. I mean, also with the, with this is like they're, you know, they're finishing with what, like 25 points? Like a win is monumental for a team like Brighton. There's going to be likely, like how, what, what's the point delta between 18 and 15? Maybe like 10 points at most. So like there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of teams in the mix. Brighton's certainly going to be in the mix. I mean, that's a reason why I have them in 18th. You know, yeah. I think they're. Where do you have Southampton? Just for my own. Mm, 15th. Okay, great. Yeah. Fair. Oh, they'll, they'll be in the discussion, but I think they'll be safe well by... Like Match Week 30 or something like that? April. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right, then. Let's get into the best part. Yo! Pat and I have been squatting on some takes, and we've got some pretty great glutes now. Uh, basically, for all you newcomers, what we did in one of the first episodes of Season 1, which was borderline unlistenable, uh, we laid out some tasty takes. Some were mild, some were medium, and some were spicy. And it's things that we think are going to come true this season on a scale of most believable to most ridiculous. And we each get three. Um, I gave myself some honorable mentions, too, because I just couldn't hold them back. Oh, great. But, um... Segment's brought to you by Taco Bell. Spicy. Mild. Medium. Live Moss. <laughs> do you want to kick it off with your mild? Or do you want to go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you dictate I'll... the terms of this segment. Okay. I actually did... Uh, I do have a mild. Have changed my tune from our pre-show chat. The chicken korma of the takes. My mild take is all six managers of the top six will retain their jobs going into next season. That's a mild take. It is. I mean, you can bump Ooh. it up if you want. I'm just telling you what's to come. Well, I guess... Um, okay, alright. Yeah. I don't think it's that crazy. No, Solskjaer is the one that makes it anything more than mild. Pochettino, if he were to go to Greener Pastures. <laughs> Mid-season? Yeah. <laughs> Savage. Your dad also th thought it would be the end of Pep. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, contract-based. <laughs> oh, con okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so that's your mild. Do you have... Uh, oh, he'd win this year, but it'll be the end of Okay, Pep. yeah. Do you want me to balance with my mild? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, I've got Aubameyang will be the top scorer of the Premier League again. Okay, that's a mild take. Yeah. He tied mild. for the Golden Boot last year. Yeah, yeah. top scorer again. Yeah. Um, I've Good got take. that one because the team's only gotten better around him. And I think your take, let's just bring the listeners back. Last year, you said Lukaku was going to be the top scorer of the season. Mm -hmm. Your take was so bad that he left the Premier League. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, you know what? I'm going to double down. Lukaku is going to lead Serie A in goals this year. That one, I believe. It's not he, too crazy. I think he just has it in him to go be a phenom at a, a club other than United. Yeah, he will toss around the Sampdoria defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then honorable mention in this one, I don't know where it fits in. It's like between a mild and a medium. I think Jack Grealish makes the England team this year. Really, I think he's one to watch out for. Okay. Everyone says he's top six quality in an Norch, Ashton Villa. Norch, oh, Ashton Villa? Yeah. Ashton okay. Villa. okay. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to watch that. Yeah. All right, medium. I can take this one. We'll do like a snake draft kind of thing. Oh, I love that. Uh, I'm calling this one my Max Kellerman take because I'm saying it to be sensationalist. I don't even believe it myself. Okay, great. But I've got United will make the top four this season without Ole as their manager. Good lord. I can't wait for your spicy. Uh, I don't even know what to do with that one. Um, so basically the scenario you see is 
that top four is a similar situation as last year where there's like a little bit it's, of jostling for not wanting it enough and that they're going to fire Ole but still be in. It's the exact scenario of Mourinho out, Ole in. We just finish the job and finish in fourth. Gotcha. Okay. Something okay. similar to that. Yeah, that's not insane. Like I said, I don't believe it, but I, I think I said it on a former cast, so I need to... You did. Good, I need you to did. Be, I need to be consistent. You said, when in, the, in our true or false segment, you said United would make the Champions League, but Hollywood not keep yeah. his job. I'm many, what a wonderful I'm take. many things, but I'm not a flip-flopper. I am. Just got some fresh flip-flops from ArsenalDirect.com. Use code PREMDELPREM for 0% off. My medium take is Arsenal will lead the league in goals. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of hand-in-hand with my Oba take. Yeah. It's more complete because when you look at, like, Aubameyang was up there, but, like, he tied with Mane and Salah had one less goal and Firmino outscored Lacazette. You know, so it's, like, the, the whole clubs, Liverpool and City, I think, are a little bit higher. Um, I do believe they were still probably 15, 20 goals off the pace last year. Maybe not that much. Which, they just gave up so many damn goals. I don't even remember. I mean, I think that's going to have a whole lot to do with um, your take about them competing with City and Liverpool. Because when you look at it here, City led the league in goals last sure. season, 95. Liverpool, 89. Arsenal in third, 73. It's a big gap to make up, but yeah. I think you're saying you have the firepower to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think um, Carl mentioned it. I believe it. I think Pepe unlocks Ozil and Dav Luiz with those through balls. I mean, I, I just think that what Arsenal did was expand their firepower. I, I don't think you can argue that. They increased their firepower. Yeah. And so that's why it's a medium sure. take. All right. That's your medium? I say we're 10 off and we were 30. Uh, are you talking about in the goals? Yeah. City's 95 to your 73. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, I got some rose-tinted glasses. City was very good. <laughs> Lest huh. we forget. My memory serves right. me correctly. Let's take it to the spicy. I'm going to get one out of the way because I realize my audience and you're riding an all-time high. Here's my spicy take. You're going to like it. Actually, you're going to like the first half of it. Arsenal will be competing for the title through March. I was waiting for that. And then fall off dramatically to fourth place as I have them placed in my top six. What do you mean by competing through March or to March? To March. So like through February? Yes. And by competing for the title within five points? within Discussed in the media as a three-horse race. So ahead of Spurs and then fall below Spurs? Correct. That's almost a mild take, though. I don't think so. I, I think guess Arsenal competing with Liverpool and City is a we pretty went, hot take. We went from prior to Tierney and Louise talking about Chelsea, Arsenal, and United dogfighting for fourth place. Now we're talking about, you're calling that a mild take, me giving you credit for being in the title race? There is, Show some goddamn respect. There is half of my idiot brain that thinks we're winning the league. Yeah. I, <laughs> folks, watch this space. Here is my actual spicy take, non-Arsenal related, non-top six team related, that if there were odds released on this, I would smash them. Ruben Neves will score a goal from the halfway line this season. Okay. A hundred percent. He only scores goals from like free kicks and outside the box. Yeah, he did not. Yeah, he only scored spot kicks and he did not score inside the box. I think he had like six or seven goals. Got a hell of a foot. Yeah. He will score a Rooney-esque goal from halfway line. Yeah, it'll probably be against City because Ederson will be fucking off somewhere. Charging. Yeah. I like that take. Um, Shout out Jacob Lorson. Hope you're not drinking during this segment because you were going to be hammered. My spicy take is Everton will finish with at least 60 points. Okay. You might need a little more context, want, that, yeah, but that's wanna, a spicy you take. on that one? Isn't that spicy? Give me some context to that take. 60 points is an ambitious barrier, and I'm willing to raise that if what I'm wrong. They, okay, well, what did they make last season? They are probably in like the 50s, weren't they? Okay, so they're going to improve. But they're not going to break the top six. What was the table last year? Everton landed in eighth with 49. Breaks sixty, so that gets them close to. Uh, yeah, but like you're, you're. I'm, what I'm saying. Oh no, I'm sorry. Fifty four. So they'll improve by six points. Okay, I'm going to change that to sixty five points. <laughs> I thought that every. I, I thought that fifty points was like a big threshold for a team not in the top six. So I'm going to change it to sixty five. I think that they are not going to take on Chelsea, but I think it will be a match week thirty eight decider of sixth place that Chelsea will beat Everton for. That's probably the so, better take. That's probably the better take. By, you're going to say Everton is by far the best of the rest. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a question. I think they have showed ambition. I think before we were talking about like um, 
top four versus top six, and now that there's a clear yeah. top six, Everton was that other team. I just want that to be more contentious because I completely agree. Oh, I think Wolves is going to struggle. Like they were, they were just off in Armenia, and like God bless them, they're competing. advanced. They're, yeah, compete, competing in the Europa League, but that's a whole other beast that I don't know if they have the squad depth for. They kept their players, but they didn't build their players so much. Yeah, they spent a lot. That's not true. They got Katron in. Uh, anyway. I do, I do think they are a better team now with that ambition than Wolves and Leicester and uh, God bless the Liverpool podcast, yeah. West Ham. So I do think Everton is by and far. Let's let's be clear. Uh, outside of the Liverpool podcast, I don't think a single pundit has put West Ham in the no in the top six. We also need to make sure Mark doesn't get off with saying that Leicester is going to be in a relegation battle. Oh yeah, that was that was probably the spiciest. That was the spiciest of the summer. Going out to Mark, our Spurs fan. And you know, it's spicy the way it hits the tongue when you say it, because he immediately regretted it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we'll, uh, yeah, we need we need him and Andy to have a little debate, but, oh. but yeah, those are, those are, I guess I thought that was spicier. Maybe not. Well, some people yeah, have just, a different threshold for spice. Yeah, put that in your taco and see how it goes down. I think you think mayo's spicy, right? Uh, yeah. It's called spicy mayo. Damn near burn my tongue off. All right, folks, that was the Tasty Takes, Season 2, 2019-2020 edition. We're going to end it with a new segment that I think you all are going to love. At the outset of each game week, we're going to go to Pat's Degenerate District. Mm-hmm. He's known. He's a known gambler. Catch him on Bavada. He's going to hit you with his lock of the week, something that you need to smash for the upcoming week, and then his crock of the week, which... Um, I wrote that down. I don't know what that means. I'll go ahead and explain it for you, James. Thanks for the intro. So the lock of the week, we're going to track my percentages. We're going to see just how good I am. I'm going to make 38 locks, 38 crocs. Locks, we're talking about percentages. Crocs, we're talking about ROI. Just for the sake of this, we're going to assume everything you're placing is a $100 bet. And we're going to see what the ROI is. My lock of the week, match week one, United Money Line. It's plus 120. I think that Ooh. I think that they're going to win that game. They're home. Mm-hmm. They're home. So it's a generous money line because I'm sure the draw is taking up a lot. No, I mean it's a it's in a three way money line. Okay. So the draws the this is still the favorite bet, but you get better than even odds on it. Right. Uh, so I think it's a great bet. I don't I don't think it's a lock. I mean I, I do think it's a lock. I'm guaranteeing it. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, I a, think it's a lock. It's a guarantee. I forgot that it was my lock of the week segment. It's my lock of the week segment guaranteed. United money line. Here Smash it. it. Smash it. Um, if you want to, if you want to. Um, Wait a little bit. Maybe wait right before kickoff. If that thing drops... Because right now United's favored by a half a goal. I don't think it'll change. If it does, it's going to go down. And you're going to get United at zero. So that you would push on a draw. And then you would take the spread. You'd be a little less odds, but you get that security. If you're just a little wimpier. Um, You know? Locking the money line. Yeah. Crock of the week. And crock of the week, guys. This is uh, what I think is going to happen... Uh, but I'm not going to guarantee it or encourage you to put money on it. But it's probably going to happen, so you should put money on it. Crock of the week, a Bamiyang hat trick at 24 to one. I think that's pretty great odds for something that's not impossible. He's my captain in fantasy. Yeah, same. <laughs> well, <laughs> teams get re- <laughs> we haven't revealed each other's teams yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. If you're hearing this right before uh, kickoff of Liverpool Norwich, uh, hit us up. Get us. We'll get into the um, fantasy Premier League. We're giving away. A kit to the winner. Um, if we get over 25, we're going to do yeah. second and third place prize. I think we're around 20 right now. So spread it to your friends. Get this thing out of there. Um, yeah, we got to make sure this thing drops early in the morning because people are going to listen for an yeah. hour and they're going to hear this and yeah. they need to sign up for the Prem, to the Prem Heads Fantasy League. You're bringing this beautifully to some housekeeping that we got to do. We got the Fantasy League. If you haven't joined yet, sign up. Patrick said it all. We got a great league cooking with prizes and uh, you know plenty of giveaways. And then most of all, you are automatically subscribed to the podcast when you sign on to the Fantasy League. So get all your friends in there, and then they'll wake up with a new episode just ready to go on their iPhone. And then beyond that, we're going to fire up Ask Me Anything for all <laughs> you Redditors out there. It's genuinely a call out to all the fans who get to ask us things that we don't really cover on the day-to-days of the podcast or the interviews that we do. You know, you can talk to us a little bit about behind the scenes, um, our biggest hopes, our biggest fears, our dreams, what we wanted to do with our lives before we got on to the podcasting uh, tip, things like that. We're going to fire it up on social. If you don't follow us yet, check us out at Prem de la Prem Cast on uh, Instagram. That's where you'll find us. We'll keep this a recurring segment. And then last but definitely not least – you guys can catch us 
every Tuesday. That's when we're putting our episodes out. It'll be a recap of the game weeks that just happened and a look ahead to the future ones. And we're going to make sure it's consistent for you guys and you always have something good to look forward to in the week. Yeah, we're going to try and keep those episodes tight. Nice digestible commute listens. Uh, And then when we have the need to rant, we'll do midweek specials. Oh, yeah. Mark, Carl, or not Mark. Miguel, Carl, if you're listening, we're going to need you back in that first transfer window when things are aflame at Stamford Bridge. We're going to want to chat. <laughs> Where's Roman with the bucket? Well, man, That's it. that'll do it. That's episode one of season two, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we cannot wait to see you until after the first game week of the Premier League season. We're really looking forward to it. Signing off, on behalf of Patrick, this is James, Prem Dill Prem, episode one, out. What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.